Thanks, buddy. Bless you guys. Woo! Just fire up. Thank you. I was asking Rick to buy me some time because I hadn't finished the message yet. So I, uh, I want to tell you some good news because we're all kind of wanting some of that. Um, we, and it, because people were saying, hey, are, what about the case, uh, your court case this week? And I go, what? Because <laughs> that's like, what case are you talking about? The country's on fire. What, what case are you talking about? And I, and I said, oh, oh, yeah, that. Oh, they're just uh, scheduling for the future trial. It's no big deal. And then I get a phone call from Bob Tyler, the attorney, and he's like, hey, we won. And I'm like, what did we win? And he, and, and, and he said, no, no not, not the case we're in now, the one we were in before. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that one, when they tried to kick us out of here. We won that case. They, they, yeah. So they, when we moved into this location, uh, some ne'er-do-well, I guess, uh, didn't want us here. And uh, they tried to stop us from occupying this property. And they failed. <laughs> oh, and by the way, the judge who ruled in our favor, uh, Judge Wasco, he was the one that gave me the restraining order. So I, I hate him and I love him all at the same time. <laughs> Go figure. Here we are in 2020. If you're a minister, you're in and out of court. Um, okay, so swirling. And, and first of all, um, yesterday was, like for all of you, it was a heavy day. Um, you know, we would just the, it was 730 days, I think. Um, and, and yet it's like it was yesterday. The, the shooting, the borderline shooting. And in the chaos of all this, we said we'd never forget. And yet, it's amazing how we praised our officers back then. And now we're in a whole different world and in 730 days. We came together as a community 730 days ago, 731 now. And I'm, I'm looking at the nation, and as I was traveling, uh, fascinatingly enough, I was on the airplane after it had been declared. Um, and you know, doggone it, I, 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 look, I searched through the Constitution, and I could not find where the news media declares the President of the United States. I just, I looked, and I couldn't find it. <clears throat> but the news media declared... Uh, uh, or, or coronated um, uh, President Biden, and um, and I'm I'm on the airplane, um, and and the you know people are wearing shirts and and there's tension on the plane. You can feel it, and uh, and you're in different areas. You're kind of feeling it, and you're thinking, what's going on here? It's kind of bubbling, and I'm 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 waiting. I'm, 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 I've been looking, searching for the cities that would be burning by all of these racists. Um, 
and they're not. I'm, I'm seeing a lot of prayer meetings. I see people peacefully protesting for a right of redress of grievances against the government as they're, they're watching it. And, I, and as I'm, I'm looking at that, I just have to tell you, um, at this point, um, the, when the ballots are opened, <clears throat> when the ballots are opened, game over. So when the, when the doors closed and the windows were blocked, and they were open as many as they could and do whatever they were doing, um, those ballots are then done deal because they're saying the people in there were supposed to be checking them. So if you do a recount, it's just a recount of the ballots that are there. So that's, that's not going to be of benefit to anyone who's concerned. That should have been stopped long ago, although Alito did say hold those and they're going to in- inspect them. And there's a number of anomalies, shocking anomalies. Um, but what we will see is this, um, this Dominion software that's out there. They're going to run those, and they're, they're seeing uh, di- severe discrepancies in many states. And so if that happens, there's going to be a radical change. But it's, it's, it's all going to boil down, quite honestly, probably to Pennsylvania uh, and Georgia. Uh, Nevada's got some, some question there. This, this election is not over. Um, and, and the tragedy of it is it's going to drag on and go through the courts, um, and people are going to be frustrated. And whatever, whatever side ends up getting a president uh, to, or, or someone to sit in the Oval Office, there's going to be tension across the country. And it's going to be awful. But then it boils down to, do, do we really believe in liberty? Or do we want it all just to go away? We just want life back to normal. I haven't heard anyone talking about coronavirus, by the way. It just it disappeared. Washington, D.C., you know, massive lockdown, and they're all out in the streets and being, you know. Uh, we're going to have to do some changes here. I mean, we're preparing that you, you hope for the best, prepare for the worst. We're going to probably have to transition from a... 501c3 to 501c4 because we'll get targeted. But I'm just saying to all of you, the question is, what is the why? What is the why in what you're doing? Maybe you're apathetic. What's the why in that? Maybe... Maybe you really don't want liberty, you just want comfort and security. Maybe you really don't understand what's at stake. You just want it to go away. And and the question really is, what is the why and what we're going to be doing? Because it's going to be very critical in the days ahead. And I'll, I'll share that with you because as I was... Kind of coming back on the plane, the Lord had burdened my heart, and I just opened up to Psalm 7. And I, I'm going to teach out of that this morning, Psalm 7. I want to bless you, and I pray, well, I know God's word always blesses us, but I, I pray it blesses you the way it blessed me. So if you have a Bible, open up to Psalm 7. Psalm 7. I know we've been going through the book of Acts, and I've been gone so long, I, I figured it was all right to pick up a 
praise passage. If you need a Bible, raise your hand, they'll give it to you. Okay. <clears throat> and it's, it's written by David. And it's interesting, if you have it open, I'm going to have you stand in a minute, but if you, if you see there, it says it's a meditation of David, which he, which he sang to the Lord concerning the words of Cush, a Benjamite. I'll cover that too. I think it's fitting for today, and I pray it ministers to you. Because we're all kind of swirling a little bit. And my son, he's getting ridiculed by all of his previous classmates. And it's kind of like in your face. And it, more so than I've seen in a long time, my, my, my whole life, I think, there's tension. And I think, I, th I think the Lord's not up in heaven going, oh, he what? They, oh, how did this happen? <laughs> I, you know, I know you all were praying. I was sound asleep. I didn't hear you. <laughs> he doesn't sleep or slumber. There's no shadow in his turning. You pray according to his will. It's yes and amen. We prayed for a victory. Yep. Well, but he didn't do it the way I wanted him to. Yep. What does that mean? I mean, that's, he quit? Uh, I, well, I, I might find another church if you don't hurry up, because I'm getting a little. <laughs> All right, let's stand for the reading of the word of the Lord. Psalm 7. Psalm 7. I'll read out loud if you'll follow along silently. David's song. I'd sing it, but I don't know the melody or harmony or whatever it is. I don't even know those. Oh, Lord, my God, in you I put my trust. Save me from all those who persecute me and deliver me lest they tear me like a lion, rending me in pieces while there is none to deliver O oh Lord my God, if I have done this, if there is iniquity in my hands, if I have repaid evil to him who was at peace with me or have plundered my enemy without cause, let the enemy pursue me and overtake me. Yes, let him trample my life to the earth and lay my honor in the dust. Selah. Selah means contemplate this. Arise, O oh Lord, in your anger. Lift yourself up because of the rage of my enemies. Rise up. For me to the judgment you have commanded. So the congregation of the peoples shall surround you for their sakes. Therefore return on high. The Lord shall judge the peoples. Judge me, O Lord, according to my righteousness and according to my integrity within me. O let the wickedness of the wicked come to an end, but establish the just. For the righteous God tests the hearts and minds. My defense is of God, who saves the upright in heart. God is a just God, and God is angry with the wicked every day. If he does not turn back, he will sharpen his sword. He bends his bow and makes it ready. He also prepares for himself instruments of death. He makes his arrows into fiery shafts. Behold, the wicked bring forth iniquity. Yes, he conceives trouble and brings forth falsehood. He made a pit and dug it out. And has fallen into the ditch which he made. 
His trouble shall return upon his own head, and his violent dealing shall come down on his own crown. I will praise the Lord according to his righteousness, and I will sing praise to the name of the Lord Most High. That was a good ding right there. Lord, we thank you for your word, and Holy Spirit, please lead us into all truth. Minister to your people, Lord. Minister to me. God, we're so grateful for your word. It's so comforting. It's true. And so we ask that you'd bless us now and strengthen us for your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Have a seat. This... um, This psalm is fascinating to me because I love the context for which it was written. You see, I had you, when you were seated, take a look at where it says, A meditation of David, which he sang to the Lord concerning the words of Cush of Benjamite. Um, They were aligned with Saul. Saul and David, the camps were divided within one nation. There was division. Division that resulted in a coup attempt. And the division didn't just occur between Saul and David. The division actually occurred in David's own household. His, his son, Absalom, rebelled against him. Everyone had struggled over David in some respects. And he's getting older. And he had been serving as the king of Israel. And wicked never appreciates righteousness and righteousness never tolerates wickedness. So there will always be tension and division. And you have a young man in the name of Absalom who's been poorly raised. David was so busy with the kingdom that he made a great king and a terrible father. America's been really good at making stuff and buying stuff that we've become really good consumers and bad parents. We've become financially wealthy and morally bankrupt. Oh, pastor, that's a little harsh. Really? They, they, in Colorado, they passed what Proposition 114. You protect gray wolves. Proposition 115. You allow late-term abortions. A nation that worship animals will soon kill its children. G.K. Chesterton. We've lived in a state, most of us our whole lives, that on the downbeat of the heart, they harvest the organ of the unborn. Every single abortion clinic exists because we tolerate it. And even in David's own house, there was a mess. 
There's one in the church now too. I mean, we're watching evil before our very eyes. We're watching deception and, and the man behind the curtain. And where are the churches? Where are the churches? To this deception. And yet, I, I think to myself, this division in a nation... We create the monster and we decry its existence. And now we have to come to terms with it. And most of us are just upset because it didn't go our way. You know, when they all gathered that night to hear President Abraham Lincoln after the surrender at Appomattox by Lee they all came out to hear a really rousing message. And they were shocked that the President of the United States would hold them accountable that this civil war had occurred because of something they had done. They were the victors. We don't have responsibility with this. And so... David's facing Absalom, and Absalom is dividing the kingdom. It's a rebellion. It's a coup. And he's taken over, and he stood there, and he's declared himself to be the king. Now the nation's in trouble, and everyone's taken sides. And it's kind of interesting to start to watch who is congratulating and who's remaining silent. And on the other side, I'm, I'm thrilled to know that Ocasio-Cortez has probably put my name on her we're going to kill you list. I want to be front and center. This, this is where we are. And the nation of Israel was divided, and all of a sudden, it seems as though everything's lost. Absalom's young, he's powerful, he's strong. He's got flowing hair like Fabio, he's just super good looking. Everyone is endeared to him. And he's got Ahithophel. Ahithophel, it says in 2 Samuel 16, that when he spoke, as it, was though, it was as though God himself were speaking. Why is this man in the kingdom? He's surrounded by, by the sharpest and smartest people. I mean, th think about what you just witnessed. Dumb people didn't put that together. While well, we were all sleeping. And Ahithophel was part of Absalom's rebellion. David's crushed. He thinks, I don't know how to com compete. I don't know how to contend. Ahithophel is brilliant. If he sides with Absalom, it's over. If the media's on his side, it's over. Do you see the, I'm playing the, the track me here. It's how my brain works. And then David has to leave Jerusalem. He built it. He has, to, he has to leave and depart. And while he's going, as he pointed out, it was concerning the words of Cush of Benjamite, that Benjamite 
was a guy named Shimei. You can see it in 2 Samuel 16. Shimei, as David is leaving with his entourage, Shimei is cursing him and throwing dirt on him and mocking him. And those who are loyal to David, and the remnant is dwindling, and it's funny, we love you, we love you, and then no one's wearing a red hat anymore. Fair weather, friends. And David's leaving the kingdom, and they're, they're with him, the ones that won't leave his side. You have Abishai and Joab. And Shimei comes out and he starts cursing David. And David speaks in this psalm about how it affected him. Shimei's basically throwing dung on him and dirt and, and cursing him, cussing at him, reviling him. And in 2 Samuel 16, Abishai just pulls his sword and he says, David, let me, let me take this guy out. I was getting those, we need to activate the militia. Put the sword back. Calm down there, cowboy. No, it's the only course of action we have. No, 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 no. And that, that's not the person that's here right now. That's not who I'm speaking of. Trust me, I've had a lot of people I've had to talk off the ledge. <laughs> Jimmy, I put the sword back. He's being used of God today. How is that guy who's cussing at us? Being used of the Lord. You'll see. And now you see. God spoke to him through what that man was doing to him. David cried out to God. He said, oh Lord my God, in you I put my trust. None of this makes sense. I'm not sure where to go with this. I, I don't have a road map. And I, I was watching Charlie and, and Tyler and all these political gurus going through the maps and the data and the and we've got an opportunity here and it's like a road map and, and there's hope and then it, oh, oh okay we'll go over here and there's a road over there and then, but, but it, and these poor guys working so hard and I just showed up there and I go you guys tired yet yeah <laughs> you got to see the bigger picture fellas there's a bigger picture in all of it. Oh, Lord, my God, in you I put my trust. Now, a tire of the people who say, God is in control, no matter who wins. That's true. He was in control during slavery. He was in control during the Holocaust. Yeah. He's still in control. But human beings have agency, free will. And people like that are only stopped when you storm the beaches of Normandy. When 650,000 people die in a field of battle. So when you put your little pithy statement to, to justify your apathy and inactivity, you don't understand. God calls us to participate. But remember... Above all, put your trust in the Lord. Cry out to him, save me from all those who persecute me and deliver me. Lest they tear me like a lion, rending me in pieces while there's no one to deliver. 
O Lord my God, if I have done this, if there is any iniquity in my hand, if I have repaid evil to him who was at peace with me or have plundered my enemies without cause, let the enemy pursue me and overtake me. You know what that is? That's taking an assessment of our own lives. How did we get here? How did we get here? Because we were more concerned with things that didn't matter. And we assumed everything we lived in was going to survive. And we didn't have to participate. Even though it was declared it's a government of the people, by the people, and for the people. We don't have to go to those boring meetings. We don't have to participate in those things. How did we get here? We don't need to talk about politics and religion. And thus, the generations for the last 50 years where we've declared that are ignorant of politics and religion. Well done. Only a moral people can govern a republic. What's a republic? It's, it's interesting. People are revisiting the Constitution. I'm a constitutionalist. How many articles? Don't know. How many amendments? Don't know. Revisit those. Come back to these things. This, this is the idea that we're, we're looking to see, God, what is it that I've done, that we've done, that we need to repent of? God, if, if that's enough to, to have the enemy trample us, then let it be so. Let him trample my life to the earth and lay my honor in the dust. But God, I, I may have neglected those things or those who've gone before me or the education I received, but I would ask you that you would be merciful. And we've been crying out to God for mercy. And then all of a sudden we say, arise, O Lord. Verse 6, in your anger, lift yourself up because of the rage of my enemies. Rise up for me to the judgment you have commanded. Because we're looking at this and we're saying, this is wrong. This is wrong. It undermines everything about America. Everything. This, this is the worst we have ever seen. Well, have you done your homework? Take a look at the election of 1876. That was pretty dirty. That was really dirty. So the congregations of the peoples will surround you. For their sakes, therefore, return on high. The Lord shall judge the peoples. Judge me, O Lord, according to my righteousness and according to the integrity within me. I'm not self-righteous, but God, it's you who's, who's moved on my heart to make this stand. And I have to tell you right now, I, I, I think this is very healthy for America. Because if you truly believe that these things need to be defended, you're being put on a list. And God hasn't given us a spirit of fear, but a power, love, and a sound mind. I mean, we want security, we want comfort, but are we willing to stand for liberty, for liberty's sake? I don't care what happens to me as long as I can secure a future for my children and my grandchildren. Honestly, that clap was louder a few weeks ago. No, no, I'm not asking for... All right. I only say that because I know there's tension. You, you, you want to be bold as a lion, but you're hearing the roar of the other one in the jungle. It's getting you a little nervous. 
And the Lord said to David, let the wickedness of the wicked come to an end, but establish the just. He used Shimei to establish, establish David. You're going to be tested. Let's see if this is real. God doesn't make warriors to go into battle. He puts, he puts saints into battle and makes them warriors in the midst of it. For the righteous God tests the hearts and minds. It's like, it's like a tea bag. You, you don't know what's in it until you put it in hot water. For the righteous God tests the hearts and minds. Shimei's cussing at him. The anger of man does not accomplish the righteousness of God. Be anxious in nothing, Abishai. Put your sword away. God will instruct us. We'll wait upon him. But we'll lose everything. We have to act now. Be still. Wait upon the Lord. I had to turn to a young man who was very busy and exhausted. I said, put the data down. Put the phone down. That young lady over there, she misses you. Go for a walk and call it a day. In the midst of the development of this nation, Benjamin Franklin said, you know, let's take three days off to go seek the Lord. If you haven't turned off your television set by now, what's wrong with you? Turn it off. I haven't even gotten to my slides yet. (laughs) Righteous God tests the hearts and minds. My defense is of God who saves the upright in heart. God is a just God. God is angry with the wicked every day. If he does not turn back, he will sharpen his sword. He bends his bow and makes it ready. He also prepares for himself instruments of death. He makes his arrows into fiery shafts. Behold. Behold. The wicked brings forth iniquity. This is a seemingly obvious statement. But it shows that a wicked heart will show itself in wicked deeds. I can't believe they did this. I can't believe a dog barks. I can't believe the sun rises. That's what the wicked do. And every day... And they figure out ways. Evil never sleeps. And so in this passage, it says in verse 14, Behold, the wicked brings forth iniquity. Yes, he conceives trouble and brings forth falsehood. I can't believe they lied to me. And I, I, if you have time, I want you to go to Esther and Daniel. Esther chapter 7, Daniel 6. Because as you see in in verses 15 and 16, David writes, He made a pit and dug it out and has fallen into the ditch which he made. His trouble shall return upon his own head. 
and his violent dealing shall come down on his own crown. This is how God distributes justice. He brings the same calamity upon the wicked that they had planned for the righteous. That's comforting. I'm just wondering why it's taking so long. You read in Esther 7 with Mordecai and Haman. You, you read in Daniel with Daniel in the lion's den. And while you're waiting for God to do this switcheroo, heavy is the head that wears the crown. His trouble shall return upon his own head and his violent dealing shall come down on his own crown. What do we do in the meantime? Verse 17. I will praise the Lord according to his righteousness. And I will sing praise to the name of the Lord most high. Everyone is sending me endless videos of what I call hopium. (laughs) It's very similar to opium. There's watermarks on the, uh, on the ballots. Yeah, yeah. Can't tell you how many times I got that one. And we're having to sift through these. Let's do this together. Whatever things are true, the scripture says dwell on those. Don't go running after hopium. Test it and see if it's true. You do your homework before you send it to me. All right? And don't send it to me and going, is this true? I'm sorry, do I not have enough to do? (laughs) Do your homework. No, I want someone to give it to me. No, no, no. Liberty's going to require working. Do your homework. We're in this together. I think this is a referendum of the body of Christ for the greatest atrocity in the nation. And it's important that we visit it. We can no longer kill babies. The first president of the United States to stand in defense of the unborn is under siege. And the church is silent. Same thing happened in 1863. First day of January in the year of our Lord, 1,863, January 1st, 1863, all persons held as slaves within any state or designated part of a state, the people whereof shall then be in rebellion against the United States, shall be then the uh, thenceforward and forever free, and the executive government of the United States, including the military and naval authority thereof, will recognize and maintain the freedom of such persons and will do no act or acts to repress such persons or any of them in any efforts they make for their actual freedom. He's saying, you get here, you're free. It wasn't about states' rights to Abraham Lincoln. It was about humanity. Josiah Wedgwood, the great plate maker, China maker, was an abolitionist. And this is one of the most profound things that he ever fashioned that started a movement 
and touch the hearts of Americans that launched us into the Civil War. Am I not a man and a brother? Is a baby in the womb not a human being? In case you think I made it up, restore gray wolves, wins. Ban late-term abortion, loses. Wherever there is animal worship, there will be child sacrifice. Abraham Lincoln said, a black man is a man. It seems strange now that we have to say that. Not back then. Back then, to say it would be like saying, a baby in the womb's a baby. Why? Well, I know, but I mean, I really don't want to get into that. Then what's the point of a church? And when people don't stand in culture to defend righteousness, this is the result of what happens. You raise children with this idea that another human being, based on their melanin content, is not a human being. You're going to see them rise to adulthood and form armies and political factions that then march to war and the remnant fights and people die. This is Gettysburg. Same year, 1863, after Lincoln would declare humanity and equality to Americans whose melanin content was greater than my own. That was the bloodiest three days in American history, July 1st to the 3rd, 1863. First time that forces of the South had entered the North. They had broken through and were ready to take the North. It happened in Gettysburg, Pennsylvania. By this time, Lincoln is reviled. He's really making this about the black man. Everyone abandons him. His popularity rating drops. People are dying. They don't want this kind of a war. They don't want to fight. I wanted to pull a lever and go back to my normal life. I voted for the orange, orange man and I bought a pillow. <laughs> Can it all be over now? No. No, it cannot. This was the price that was paid for generations of neglect as we've allowed our schools to indoctrinate 1619 Project. This is Gettysburg. This is the battle right now in the same location, Ohio, Gettysburg, Michigan. 
That battle was so bloody. And then following that battle was Chancellorville. 7,000 men died in 20 minutes. It was awful. We had to face what we had done. And nobody wanted it anymore. They wanted this president to go away. His popularity was dropping so fast. They couldn't ship more soldiers. His own state of Illinois wanted him to stop it. He was reviled. He was brought to Gettysburg on November 19th. 1863, they wanted him to say a few words because he is the president. They didn't want one of his rallies. We already have a speaker. Who's that? His name was Edward Everett. He got up and he spoke for two hours at Gettysburg to dedicate the cemetery, bloviated for two hours. Pastors can't do that, but this man, I'm just kidding. <laughs> he stepped down, and Abraham Lincoln stepped up. They didn't even have enough time to take a picture of him. Because his speech while they were trying to put the film in, only had 272 words. But he said something of great importance that you need to hear. The why in what we're doing. Four score and seven years ago, our fathers brought forth on this continent a new nation, conceived in liberty and dedicated to the proposition that all men are created equal, including babies in the womb. Now we are engaged in a great civil war, testing whether that nation or any nation so conceived and so dedicated can long endure. We're not on a great battlefield. Uh, we, are, we are met on a great battlefield of that war. We have come to dedicate a portion of that field as a final resting place for those who here gave their lives that this nation might live. It is altogether fitting and proper that we should do this. But in a larger sense, we cannot dedicate, we cannot consecrate, we cannot hallow this ground. The brave men, living and dead, who struggled here have consecrated it far above our poor power to add or detract. The world will little note nor long remember what we say here, but it can never forget what they did here. It is for us, the living, rather, to be dedicated here to the unfinished work which they who fought here have thus far so nobly advanced. It is rather for us to be dedicated 
to the great task remaining before us, that from these honored dead we take increased devotion to that cause for which they gave the last full measure of devotion, that we here highly resolve that these dead shall not have died in vain, that this nation under God shall have a new birth of freedom, and that government of the people and by the people and for the people shall not perish from the face of the earth. That was November 19th, 1863. It goes into 1864, the bloodiest year of the Civil War, and he's reviled and hated. He would be dead by 1865. And he comes up, and he's up against McClellan, and he's not going to get reelected because he's hated. He's hated. And on this day, this celebrates the anniversary. In 1864, on this day, as a result of what they called the Battle of Atlanta, Georgia, just saying. Sherman, Battle of Atlanta, turned the tide of the war. Miraculously, Lincoln, on this day, November 8th, is reelected to the presidency of the United States. He's able to push forward, secure victory. We haven't fully made good. And there's a lot of work to do. That election that had great controversy and was even worse than the one we're in now was 1876 when everything Lincoln worked for and 2% of America's population, 650,000 soldiers died. We've got a lot to do. And you think... I don't know if I have the fight in me. Okay. You go ahead and go home to your your kids and your grandkids and say, no. There's not really a why in what I do other than me and my comfort, my security. The why is that. This nation will have a new birth of freedom. And then a government of the people, by the people, and for the people shall not perish from the face of the earth. That's a pretty good why. What's the price of that? And you think, but it could have just been over if it was honest. You know why it wasn't honest? You know why it wasn't honest? You know why we're facing this? Because all those adults that are acting that way got trained in a school, in a nation that walked away from God. And its people didn't participate in the republic. And the churches decided they didn't want anything to do with politics. And all of a sudden, everybody says it's somebody else's fault. 
I'm my brother's keeper. Jesus said, upon this rock, I will build my public square, my ecclesia. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and turn from their wicked ways. That's why David said of Shimei, he's being used of God to really test me. That's for all of us. This is an exciting time to be alive. Thomas Paine said, and you know the date was 1776, July 23rd, when he wrote The American Crisis. And part of that was, these are the times that try men's souls, a summer soldier and the sunshine patriot. Will in this season shrink from the duty of their country? I'm not in for a fight anymore. But those who defend it now deserve the love and respect of all men and women. He goes on further to say in the American crisis, tyranny like hell is not easily conquered, yet we have this consolation with us at the heart of the conflict, the more glorious the triumph. So, David, when Shimei was cursing him, and he left Jerusalem, And Shimei was mocking him and ridiculing him. He began this psalm after he had learned the lesson from Shimei when he told Abishai to put the sword down. That you begin all of your trials. O Lord my God, in you I put my trust. Save me from all those who persecute me and deliver me. Verse 1, drop down to last verse, 17. I will praise the Lord and according to his righteousness, and I will sing praise to the name of the Lord Most High. All the rest, God, you take care of it. I trust you. I will stand. Test my heart. Search me. You know I ended up here because I've been standing for righteousness' sake. I'm in battle. I'm contending. They've set traps. I don't even know. They've got Ahithophel. I don't even know how to get around that. Do you realize that God restored the kingdom to David? Ahithophel went and hung himself. Absalom got caught in a tree with his hair. This is such a wonderful time to be alive because you you can't have a trivial, shallow, superficial faith. It's not going to work anymore. And the joy of it is you get to see that God is real. And I've been young and I've been old and I've never seen the righteous forsaken nor their children begging bread. And he hasn't given us a spirit of fear, but a power, love, and a sound mind. And if you can't run with the foot soldiers, how are you going to keep up with the chariots? Ask him for strength and courage. Christianity isn't your compartmentalized box. It encapsulates everything you do. And David understood that. And even the trials of life, he would give us the written word. 
that the shimmies of the world test our faith to make sure that we're right with God. And so, as his people, God wants you to know he is on the throne. He is in control. But there's work he wants to do in all of us. So search inwardly. Stand boldly. And watch as God delivers us. And I'm not losing any sleep. I sleep like a baby. God is good. Watch the deliverance of the Lord. Trust him. And it will blow your mind. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you guys. You got one for us?